Hey and welcome to another episode of the For God's Love podcast. Last week, at least in the last episode, we talked about the healing of a man that had been crippled for 38 years. And, you know, Jesus asked him a really simple question, which is really profound, and that is, do you want to be well, right? And and this man went about saying yes in a roundabout way, and and Jesus gave him healing. Now, the man eventually uh, ran into the Jewish leaders and they asked him, why are you carrying your mat on on the Sabbath? And the man said, well, <laughs> the man who healed me, well, he told me that I could pick up my mat and and go, right? And the Jewish leaders were really interested in finding out who who is this man that tells you to do these things and who is this that healed you on a Sabbath day? The man said, oh, I have no idea who he was because when Jesus healed the man, there was this crowd that began forming around and so he just went through them. Now, today we pick up that story really from the perspective also of the Jewish leaders and their questioning of Jesus as to why he is doing these things, right? So, we'll focus, I guess, on especially this point. Um, he He's trying to explain to the Jewish leaders who don't believe he is important or, or worth being treated, especially like God, as, as you'll see in this, in this story, that he is like God the Father in every respect. Um, we'll take a look at some of the aspects that show Jesus is like the Father, see how Jesus came to be like the Father, and why it is actually a big deal that we get this right. That is, in point form, if you like, number one, why is the Son like the Father? Number two, how come the Son is like the Father? And number three, why is it important to get this this right? So we'll be reading from John chapter 5, verse 16 to 47. I'll be switching between different versions. You're, of course, welcome to read through your version. Um, yeah, so let's start from verse 16. Now, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began persecuting him. So he told them, My father is working until now, and I too am working. Verse 18. For this reason, the Jewish leaders were trying even harder to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was also calling God his own father, thus making himself equal with God. Now, Let's take a look at this section to begin with. From this section, we see that the leaders were determined to persecute and kill Jesus for two particular reasons. First reason, he healed and told the man to carry his mat on the Sabbath day, as we saw in the last episode. Point number two that they actually wanted to kill him for was that he, that is Jesus, claimed to be equal with God. Now, 
with regards to the first point. Jesus did actually heal the man on the Sabbath. The question is this, was Jesus wrong? And the short answer is no, Jesus was not wrong. How do we know that Jesus was not wrong in healing on the Sabbath? Listen to what Jesus himself says in this section here, which is verse 17. My father is working until now, and I too am working. And I guess the point that Jesus was trying to make is this. God doesn't take holidays. No, he doesn't from answering prayers, helping the needy, forgiving sins. Any work of alleviating suffering, a God of love does not pass by. And a God of love is the one we worship, or at least aspire to, even though sometimes we might fail. And the same God is the one that Jesus called his Father. So Jesus himself says, look, my Father is doing this. I am just doing what my Father is doing. So in that case, then Jesus was not wrong in alleviating the suffering of this man on a Sabbath. Now, let's go back to the points of controversy. Remember, we had two points of controversy. Number one, Jesus healed and told the man to carry his mat on the Sabbath day. Now, just to clarify, the Jewish leaders had added stuff onto the laws of God. One of them was that you could not carry certain things on a Sabbath day, which God actually had never commanded that kind of thing. So in this case, it was a man-made law, and I guess we touched on this in the last episode. It was a man-made law, so Jesus didn't break that law. But besides that point of controversy to do with the Sabbath day, there was another point of controversy, which is Jesus claimed to be equal with God. Now, let's read on and explore if actually there is an answer with regards to this second problem that the Jewish leaders had, um, was Jesus actually equal with God? Okay, let's read on. Verse 19. So Jesus answered them, as the Jewish leaders, I tell you the solemn truth. The Son can do nothing on his own initiative but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he does and will show him greater deeds than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life. So also the Son gives life to whomever he wishes. Furthermore, the Father does not judge anyone, not that he can't, in brackets, but has assigned all judgment to the Son, so that all people will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. The one who does not honor the Son 
does not honor the Father who sent him. Now, let's unpack this. According to this section, Jesus says that he is like God because, number one, he does what the Father does. That's pretty straightforward, right? I am like my dad because I talk like him. I am like my mom because I treat people like she does. So if Jesus' father heals the sick and wounded, Jesus himself heals the sick and the wounded. If the father helps the needy, Jesus himself helps the needy. Yeah, you may have guessed it, right? Like father, like son. And Jesus explains that the reason why he is able to do what the Father does is because he sees what the Father does and copies him. He mimics him. And this is an essential point for us as well. Who are we observing? Who are we mimicking? And who are we copying? Is it Jesus? Or is it somebody else? Is it other people? Probably the people we see on TV or in the movies or some of our friends. Now, not necessarily may we be copying the wrong thing. It might be a good thing. But it, it may equally be the wrong thing. I guess just to be a bit straightforward, the appeal here is that we should copy Jesus, mimic him, as he mimicked the Father. Or he saw, Father does this, I'll do this. Similar to us, we should look at what Jesus did and say, well, Jesus did this, I should do this as well. So, just to come back to that point, Jesus is like the Father because he does what the Father does. Reason number two. Jesus is like God the Father. Because just as the Father raises the dead, this is a pretty big deal, and gives them life at his own wish, so also Jesus gives life to whomever he wishes. Again, like Father, like Son. Now this act is peculiarly omnipotent. We can all be like God. That's true. But on this point, <laughs> we can't. You know, this is uh, something that we as human beings have been trying to evade. Death. But we can't. I mean, we can all be like God, right? By helping the needy, by providing healing through whatever assistance we can give. We can even pray and the dead come back to life, right? But notice this, we can't just raise whoever we wish. Like, hey, come back to life. Or, hey you, wake up. We can't do that. Only God can do that. And this is peculiarly omnipotent, as I had said before. Jesus said that he, on this point, 
about raising the dead. Jesus said that he and the Father can raise whoever they wish. That is omnipotence. There are various biblical accounts of servants of God, like the prophet Elisha and the apostle Paul, that raised the dead. But they, unlike God, the Father, and Jesus, could not just raise whomever they wished. Like they literally had to pray to God and entreat him to do this. They couldn't just raise whoever they wanted. But God can. The Father and the Son. Now, we too can pray and, yes, have the dead be raised, but only if God does it. Like we are literally relying on God to answer that prayer. And, yeah, most times He doesn't. There are instances. I guess in the Bible, as we can read, that people did come back to life through the hands of the servants of God. But God does not pray to anyone or ask anyone if he can raise the dead. Literally, when it comes to all matters of death and resurrection, God the Father, the Son, They are the bottom line. There is no higher authority on such matters higher than God. So on that point, we can say that God the Father, God the Son, equal. Point number three that actually shows that God the Father and God the Son, that is Jesus Christ, Uh, Equal is this, the father can judge, though he doesn't, right? But he can. Jesus Christ can also judge. Why? Because the father has assigned it to him, the judgment. Pay close attention to what Jesus says in verse 2. The Father does not judge anyone, but has assigned not some of the judgment, but all judgment to the Son. Jesus doesn't say the Father cannot judge. Jesus says the Father does not judge. He can do it, but he doesn't. And we see why the Father doesn't judge. Because Jesus says this, The Father has assigned all judgment to the Son. Now, there's an interesting reason for this, according again to what Jesus says in the context of these verses. Jesus says this, So that all people will Honor the Son just as they honor the Father. So, evidently, in his wisdom, God foresaw that there would be a problem honoring Jesus just as the Father. And so he says, Son, Jesus, 
you are responsible for all judgment. And I hope the people down there are aware of this, people on earth, so that they will honor you just as they honor me, the Father said. So again, Jesus is like the Father because he, just like God the Father, can judge. And from this text that we have read about honor, Jesus should be honored like God the Father. But again, you may be asking, honored how and why? Why not just honor God the Father? Why do we have to honor Jesus as well? Let's read on and find out. Verse 24. This is still Jesus talking. I tell you the solemn truth. The one who hears my message, right, and believes the one who sent me, has eternal life and will not be condemned, but has crossed over from death to life. I tell you the solemn truth, a time is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, thus he has granted the Son to have life in himself, and he has granted the Son authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Now just to go back to what we have talked in this episode some couple of minutes ago, we saw that recognizing Jesus as being equal like God is based primarily in these texts that we have read on three reasons. These reasons were, number one, Jesus does what he sees the Father doing. Number two, both Jesus and the Father can raise whoever they wish for to come back to life from the dead. Whoever they wish. Point number three, both Jesus and the Father can judge. Now, from the section we have just read, verse 24 to 27, we see that it is important to recognize the fact that Jesus is equal to the Father and should be honored as the Father because, listen to what Jesus is saying, these are not my words, this is Jesus. The one who hears my message and believes the one who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned, but has crossed over from death to life. Listen to what Jesus also says. A time is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. The implication from Jesus' response is that believing in him is imperative because it's his voice that the dead will hear and be raised to life. 
But ladies and gentlemen, if we do not recognize his voice now, if we do not believe in Jesus and believe him, learn to understand his voice, what is he saying? And do not believe the Father, we remain in death and do not cross over to eternal life. Do you believe that Jesus is equal with God? In authority, in power, and do you believe and honor Jesus just as you would God? Heavy question. Let's read on, because Jesus has a bit more to say about judgment. Verse 28. Jesus says this, Do not be amazed at this, because a time is coming when not some, but all, literally everyone who is in the tomb will hear his voice and will come out. No one is hanging around their tomb when Jesus comes the second time and says, Get up. No one. Now, Jesus has something to say about whether everyone is going to heaven or everyone is not going to heaven to be with him. Because in verse 29, he says, well, everyone will come out. We've got that part figured out. But the ones who have done what is good will come to the resurrection resulting in life. That is, they'll be raised to life, to live forever. And the ones who have done what is evil, wrong, to the resurrection resulting in condemnation. Jesus then says, I can do nothing on my own initiative. Just as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I don't seek my own will but the will of the one who sent me. Notice with regards to the judgment, Jesus says this, all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come out. The ones who have done what is good to the resurrection resulting in life, the ones who have done what is evil to the resurrection resulting in condemnation. The implication is this, let's go a bit slower. Everyone will come out of their tombs, not some. Like I said, literally, no one is going to remain asleep. Second implication is this. Those who have done good will come back to life to live forever. Third implication is this. Those who have done evil will come back to life only to die and never to live again. Again, this is really heavy stuff. And I guess the question is, for us, to which category do we want to belong in? Because that then determines what we do now. 
you know, what are we doing? Are we doing good or are we doing evil? Because if we're doing good, and by good, I'm not saying that we are like saints. Nah, we are doing what Jesus said. And yeah, you fail, you get up, you ask God, you tell him, Father, forgive me. Help me be like you. Pray to be like God. Not that you can raise the dead and judge people. No, to do good deeds. And in fact, that is the first criteria that Jesus said. He's like God. That was the first basis that he gave. He said, whatever the Father does, I do. And we just like Jesus should desire to do what the Father does, to do what Jesus does. I get it. What are we doing, good or evil? It is a jarring question. But one which, when answered honestly, will cause us to receive eternal life. Mind you, God promises to forgive wrongdoing and help us overcome wrongdoing. That is, you've done something wrong, I'll forgive you. And you need help overcoming the sins that are holding you back. God the Father says, I will send you help. In fact, help is as easily available to you as the air that you breathe. Like you don't have to go and search for help uh, over the mountains or under the seas. No, next to you. I will dispense all help to assist you in overcoming the sins, the problems that are holding you back. I'm not talking about money and all that, even though God does give us that. I'm talking about the sin problem, the thing that actually caused Jesus Christ to leave heaven, to come to earth and die of his own accord on a Roman cross. God promises to help you overcome that. And it's all up to us whether we will accept what God says he's going to give us we will reject. And my prayer for you is this. Accept it. You have everything to gain. Very little to lose. But, in the words of Jesus, what shall it profit a man if he owned the whole world and yet died.